doing? Again? Hey, Colin. Uh, I'm good. The cliff notes of the 17-ish minutes that we just lost in a recording are, I am six months pregnant and also <laughs> moving, and I'm so tired. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I slept on a beanbag chair last night, and I will be sleeping on a beanbag chair again tonight, and then Sunday night, my bed will be here, and everything will be amazing. Mm, yeah, I can't imagine. You mentioned that you're sleeping on a, on an inflatable mattress, and I can't... Like, inflatable mattresses are tough for me as a regular human. I can't imagine being on one as a human with a basketball attached to me no it's not great uh it's not great and like it's a queen size which is fine or like maybe not quite queen like i don't know the size of things anymore it's it's smaller <laughs> than my bed i don't know um Double, so i got full, into bed before i don't know Charles, the difference and i was trying to sleep like i was trying to lie down so that i wasn't taking up more than like the halfway point uh-huh and the edge just felt like it was dipping, like I was just going to, like, fall the fuck out of the bed. So I just went to the beanbag chair instead. That's good. Wait, so when you're laying down in the beanbag chair, are you using, it like, a bed so yes. you can lie, like, sideways? Or are you just, like, sitting, no, like, a I, sleepy throne? No, I, like, lay it down flat, and okay. then I kind of flomp onto it. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> it's not the easiest thing to do. Also, getting out of bed, very difficult. Yeah. That's got to be worse with a beanbag chair. Those, oh, they yeah. Are, yeah, they are no notoriously difficult to emerge from. There was a lot of floundering this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to uh, Charles and I, who have notor like notoriously only spoken when he threw me out of your wedding for a Halo <laughs> disagreement. Only oh, and uh, when I crashed at your place and he was like, "Okay, bye." Yeah, um, that sounds about I, right. <laughs> I should reach out to him and say, "Hey." can you take a video of your pregnant wife floundering out of a beanbag chair? <laughs> because if I don't have that gif, I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, I don't know what it looked like, but uh, I'm glad that I don't, you know. <laughs> um, I have sort of the opposite problem. The last few nights have been fine, but like for my back has been having a real, real bad bad relationship with my bed i recently like i took a level to like all these different points in my bed frame to figure out like is it bent is it crooked i found i thought it was tilted like back like almost like we were sliding up against the wall but it turns out it was actually tilted the other way and we were sliding forward a little bit and i was like i don't know how any of this makes <laughs> sense but i stuck a bunch of cardboard under those parts of my bed frame and it's like it's better but for me, the edge of the bed is actually like this, like this safe haven of mm. structure and balance. Because I got, <laughs> I got a mattress that's like reasonably firm, but it has like a soft top. Mm. I now realize I should not have done that. I also bought this bed when uh, Rebecca did not live with me, so nobody else was sharing my bed except my cats. Right. Um, two people drastically alter the dynamic of a bed. Yes. When you're a single Can person. <laughs> yes. When you're a single person. That typically only happens, you know, when you have a person over. And that's not every day of the year. That's yeah. also not in a quarantine where you're also <laughs> spending probably most of your free time sitting in that bed with that person. So I I have just, when both of us are in the bed, it's very much like us, like we are moving, yeah. Yeah. forced together by gravity. Uh, so, so for... I'm going to throw out a suggestion here and yes. like, you know... Call me crazy. Uh-huh. Have you considered hanging out in your living room? <laughs> <sighs> yes. Couple couple complicating factors here. One, 
I only have one Xbox that has 4K output. Right. Two, Rebecca's work from home situation requires she be directly connected to uh, the modem via Ethernet. Mm. So her workstation is in the living room. Three, I don't have any other excuses besides that. We really (laughs) probably should. Um, I could make some excuses about the sun, but like it's the living room is not as presentable as a hangout spot because it has her workspace and her failed attempts at like putting flowers and vases and things (laughs) failed. Not because she's bad at it failed because my cats are good at ruining her dreams. (laughs) I never told her this, but when she moved in, I had a powwow with the two cats uh, that we had at the time. And I said, listen, if you see a plant in any sort of container, you need to take it out of there. Uh, and they were kind of lackadaisical about it, but when I adopted Jayla, boy howdy, did she pick up that mission. <laughs> because yesterday I walked into the living room and I just heard, I can never get my aloe vera plant to grow. <laughs> and the amount of times I've seen her aloe vera plant in a pile of dirt on the carpet, like, yeah. I understand why she's upset. Um, but that's kind of the vibe of yeah. the living room right now. Um, but that, I guess... I, I think my worry is if we hang out in the living room, we're just going to fall asleep out there and sleep on our couch is going to be just as bad for my back. <laughs> it's all, it's all going to be a problem one way or the other. I just think this is going to be one of those things that like maybe in a couple of years, you'll like start getting to yeah. the point where like when you start getting tired, you'll well, move to the bed, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he, okay. So I've gotten pretty good about my sleep schedule. I'm like asleep by 11 and up by seven every day with or without my alarm. And it, it feels good. That's impressive. My sleep schedule does not exist anymore. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> um, the, the, the other thing is she actually has a kind of firm mattress king-size bed in her room. Uh, okay, so you want to talk about difficulty getting up in the morning. Uh, I'm not, not trying to say anything about your situation, but anyway, we have a weird situation too, <laughs> which is my bedroom does not allow a queen-size mattress to to like be equidistant from the walls right I really think you told me about this before yeah it's yeah. kind of a weird layout where like you would uh, what would normally be the quote head of the room where the bed would go there's a radiator there taking up half of that wall mm. so the bed fits alongside the radiator the only way for that to work would be if you put a headboard on the back of the bed and put it in front of the radiator but then that would block the window and you'd have like a foot of space behind the bed where nothing can happen right and the other way, it's too narrow. So I've started pausing to her, we should probably figure out a way to fix this because one side of the bed is against the wall. Right. And that's the side she sleeps on. And it's a queen-size bed that dips in the middle, and there's another human between her and the floor. That sounds terrible. <laughs> and over the past week, I have been like, Rebecca, like, we're not going anywhere. We have two beds we can figure this out. And as she is like Mount Everest climbing out of the bed <laughs> over top of me, grunting and groaning that she can't move, she's like, no, it's fine. I like it the way it is. <laughs> and I don't get it. Like, I'm, I've, I've tried to fix this problem. I said, let's set it up. Let's get two TVs in here so, like, I can game and you can watch fucking Parks and Rec again without me getting mad because we just watched it and you want to watch it again. Like, we can fix this. And instead, she just grunts, flops out of the bed and says, no. So, I don't know. So, that's the problem we have. Right. 
I know how to fix it, and she doesn't want to fix it. So whatever. I'll just sleep on the edge of the bed and hope my back doesn't hurt the next morning. It's fine. Speaking of, have you been doing those back exercises that I sent you the video of? Uh, I, uh, I have not been as diligent in my indoor exercises lately. I was doing them. I was doing all that stuff kind of beginning of April, which uh, April, the shape of April doesn't exist in my brain. The days happen. The shape roll. The shape <laughs> Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. That's stupid. The 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 month existed and happened, but I think it was toward the beginning of it that I was doing that. Since then, I've been doing more running. Hmm. Uh, last time we talked, I said I was trying to run and I was dying. Today, I ran two miles straight. Yay! Which has never awesome. happened. A month ago, I'd never run a single mile straight. So uh, I started doing some stretches uh, again last couple days. Uh, I'm going to try to pivot to a bit of a better balance mm. because in the month that I've been neglecting my back exercises, my back has back been getting hurts. worse. So, yeah. So I'm going to Running be Running can also be really habit. hard on your back. Yeah. I remember when I first started uh, like running regularly in the middle of March trying to get into a habit, um, my jaw hurt a lot. And I realized it's because, like, when you when I first hit the ground, also because my form wasn't quite as good, so I was hitting the ground pretty hard. Like the impact of like yeah. your your jaw like being jolted downward. I woke up the next morning with like my face was just so tight. <laughs> That's and not I'm, normally what happens when you run. <laughs> no, the body part no, that it's, people no, talk it's about. not. <laughs> yeah, hit feet hurt face is not the equation I was really prepared <laughs> for. Um, but hey, I ran two miles today. It was. Okay, I, I, I stopped for like a for a little bit uh, around the two mile mark. So like I guess it is a little broken because I walked for about thirty seconds, but that was just because I ran up a big fucking hill. And Re- Rebecca keeps telling me this is a problem that I refuse to fix. Rebecca keeps telling me when you go running, you're supposed for this thing you're you're supposed to do it on flat ground. Um, mm. I'm running like up a lot of big hills because I'm like it's better for my body. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how these things work. I, I'm, I'm starting to understand how much I don't know about fitness. I'm finally hitting that, 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 you know, that moment where I think my whole life I was just like, I just got to work out more and it'll be fine. And now I'm understanding the concept of working out in broader strokes. And I'm like, mm, I'm doing it wrong. But <laughs> hey, listen, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. It's like, I, I like when I hit that that point in any field of knowledge because when you first start doing a thing you're like i get it man yeah fucking get it i'm so good at this but there's always that point where it's just like i don't know shit yep i really know enough to know that you don't know anything yeah Mm. and i like that expression i like that moment in learning things um it's just a matter of kind of like surmounting that hopeless dread that hits you at that moment (laughs) with the i see the scope of my failures right and I don't want to confront that. Yeah. Oh, a lovely breeze just started rolling in the window. I'm sorry, oh. listeners, if you hear it, but um... that sounds great. I uh, so in the new apartment, they're renovating the deck because there's a deck right behind me that you, mm-hmm. know, you can't really see. But I see trees. Um, and so they came and they like did a bunch of plastering for it or fiberglassing last week, and they mm-hmm. came because it's it's been just raining. Like it's yeah. been raining so much. So they sanded it down a bunch today, but I haven't opened the windows because like. I'm like not 100% sure of what's floating around, but uh-huh. it is so nice out. Yeah, today's awesome. It's currently set. We've it's been such a freaking awful mix of like 40s and yeah. sunny and 60s and rainy 
And oh that... no, it's just been fifties and raining here, Ugh. and that's literally it. Like there's been no break in any of that. Now today I, I went out for a run as soon as it hit like like sixty some odd degrees. Um, but like running at 60 or lower, like really kicks off my asthma. Like I, I take mm. puffs of my inhaler before I go anyway, but in cold weather, it's like my lungs feel like they're cut in half. Yeah. And Rebecca, she's, she says that she really likes running in cold weather. Like the air feels smoother. I don't know what the science is behind that. <laughs> um, but she like comes in from a cold day, like, oh, I feel great. And I'm like, I literally can't breathe. <laughs> so it's, yeah. today was nice. Tomorrow it's going to be like 75. And I, I want it to stay that way, but I know it won't. It's going to be 75 and then probably 30 and then probably 90 because yeah. that's Earth that's now. That's just how it goes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're going to be doing all the heavy lifting tomorrow, and I feel like they're going to be so hot, and I'm just going to be here trying to be like, I don't know where to put my spices. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> that's what happens when you're growing a human and moving at the same time. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah, human moving pandemic. You have, you've got, you, as a person who gets fairly worked up about things, you are like so chill in what is probably the craziest convergence of yeah. life-changing things. I just feel like this is just what life is right now. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I can't do anything about it. Yeah, it's how you react to TV shows. It's like the writers already wrote the scripts. If it's bad, who gives a shit? yeah. I'll it's still watch it. It is what it is. Yeah. I, know. I, uh, I think, like, yes, I am a pregnant diabetic with my first kid. <laughs> I have no idea what the hell's going on. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to raise kids. And then all of a sudden there's a pandemic. But, like, I think we mentioned this a little bit on the last episode. We talked about, like, would I be more grateful if there wasn't a pandemic? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I would not have had this amount of time to pack yeah. and prepare and do this slowly. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have been much, much, much harder. Like, if I had to wake up tomorrow morning and, like, go to work uh, for nine yeah. hours, I'd be fucked. Yeah. But instead, like, I can kind of slowly do, like, a couple hours of stuff here, a couple hours of stuff there. Like, you know, our lease doesn't end in the old place until the mm-hmm. end of this month, so we still have a lot of time to, like clean it out and I don't have to worry about like well on the one day that I have off that isn't filled with doctor's appointments I'm gonna have to go like scrub the floors you know mm-hmm. when I'm six months pregnant like I just have more time than I would have so. yeah no that's fair uh how has the yeast situation been for <laughs> if anyone didn't hear the last episode <laughs> this might sound like a horrible question to ask a friend <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's funny because yeast you know <laughs> yeah 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 uh, to make um, it worse, I understand that economically there's been a bit of a yeast bubble <laughs> that's made it difficult to procure. I found some yeast, in fact. Uh, so I have a jar of instant active yeast. No, instant dry yeast. And then well, I have two packets of instant active yeast. So I spent a lot of time trying to figure it out. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> from what I understand... Uh, instant active yeast is a yeast that you have to, like, for however they, like, dry it out or whatever, mm-hmm. you have to put it in warm water and let it bloom, so you activate the yeast. For instant yeast, you don't have to take that step, so you have to, like, change the, um, like, how much you're using, basically. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of the same idea, you just have to make sure you know which one you're using, which one you're not. Like, they're not interchangeable as a one-to-one, but they are, like, you can replace one with the other songs, you know, the proportions. Okay. So. 
So that's that's been your it's, sort of like hobby. Yeah. 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 Learning I mean, it, about yeast. Yeah. <laughs> Getting more knowledgeable about yeast. Um, I have not been baking with yeast quite as much as I had been, partly because, mm-hmm. like, especially this past couple of weeks, we've really focused more on moving, trying yeah. to get all that happening. Um, but man, all of the appliances in this place are brand new. Mm-hmm. Like, I stuck. We ate dinner here last night. It was the first meal we've had here, and I was not. It, we finished packing and moving and everything like at seven o'clock last night. Like I did not feel like cooking. Yeah. So I had a pre-made chicken pot pie that you just stick in the oven. I love those. Oh, they're so good. But it was the first thing that had ever been cooked in that oven, and I was like, "Wait, what? wait, is this a brand? You got a brand new oven? Brand new oven, brand new fridge. I had to take oh, the plastic yeah. out of the dishwasher before I put the things in it because it has." None of it has been used. It was what all does new. that feel like? It's so weird. It's all so new. <laughs> I don't know. So the first thing I like really cooked in the new apartment was omelets this morning. I was like, that's thinking? nice. Yeah. You could you could be like someone who's very protective over their expensive shoes, and like anytime like Charles tries to put a plate with sauce on it in the dishwasher, you're like, no, nah, that's not this kind of dishwasher. <laughs> that's not what this is yeah. for. Put them in the sink. Uh, that's probably not going to happen, no. especially having a baby suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All that's going out the window. Yeah. So, I mean, but. obviously the move has preoccupied you. What have you, what else have you been doing to like keep busy? I know you've had a lot more time or has it just been all the move? Uh, it feels like it's a lot of the move. Uh, we also like work started picking up in terms of like they really come up, came up with a strategy for training. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot more like modules to be working on and they're having us make projects. Sorry, I'm getting kind of burpy. It's fine. This is a fun side effect. Are, are these uh, like baby related burps or just omelet related burps? No, I think they're baby related burps. I've been getting much gassier. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I just need to keep track of this in my spreadsheet of your pregnancy symptoms. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, no, perfect. Great, great, great. Cool, 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 cool. Um, I don't remember what I was saying. Do I work? There's been work. more projects yes. and stuff. So I've been I've been like doing more work and there's been more meetings and more conference calls and stuff. So yeah, that has been taking up more of my time. Although obviously significantly less than driving, being there for nine hours and driving home. So yeah, I'm wow. Uh, do you mind if I ask how much time are you planning to take for your maternity leave? Uh, I'm planning on taking six months. So so depending on how this goes, you might end up being out of work paid for like a full year yeah almost wow i know it's it's not going to like we're definitely i definitely think we're gonna open either i don't know mid to late may or early june Mm. so i think i'll have like four to six weeks back in the store is may going to be uh is may what the hell is new jersey have they put out anything on um, like their state guidelines for reopening or how they're handling that? Um, yeah, I mean, the governor is putting out a lot of information um, mm-hmm. a couple times a week. So they're coming, they have like a six-point plan, which involves making sure that the number of like incidents has decreased for at least two weeks before they even consider reopening. Yep. The contact tracing, more available testing, um, but nobody a has the tests. Everyone has like more testing on their list and some states are yeah. opening, but nobody has that many tests. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, mm. uh, he keeps on saying that they're, we're, you know, we're doing it scientifically and following the guidance of uh, health organizations. So. I mean, as long as you say scientifically, it's right. probably fine. 
Um, but like, you know, he's not going to reopen or he says he's not going to reopen due to like, because he feels like he should. It's like really yep. going to be a structured, a structured thing. So the, uh, the next update, I think we're getting on like Monday or Tuesday, they've been discussing whether or not they're going to reopen schools on the 15th of May. We'll see how that goes. What I'm what well, first of all, I'm deathly afraid that eventually I'm going to have to start working in my office again. We're totally fine working from home, but like if they make me go back, I'm going to be real upset. But just generally, I think what what I'm really interested to find out and, and it's already happened to an extent in uh, in China is the governments will reopen to whatever extents they do. And people are still going to be like, uh-uh, uh, yeah. mm, I'm not about it. Mm-mm. So it's like yeah. focusing on opening is not the solution to the problem. Yeah. Fixing the problem is the solution to the right. problem. Because <laughs> I'm not going to go out shopping regularly until, you know, I am vaccinated, which is not yeah. going to happen for a Here's long time. Here's the problem, though. That's how you feel. There are so many people who are going to fucking go straight to the mall as soon as they can. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And and that's that's what's what's scary is there you're going to have like the the dichotomy we already have is going to become more pronounced where we're going to have a still a large section of consumers not participating in the economy the way that they did before this and then you're going to have another subsection of people who are going to go back out there, but it's still not going to be regular participation because there are going to be consequences that are not being addressed. So I'm just like, as long as I get to stay in my room, I'm kind of content to just like, like you just like, what's going to happen is going to happen. (laughs) But I'm very interested because if any of it means I have to go back to my office building, I might die. Yeah. I am legitimately like, I don't like the idea of thinking about going back to work anytime soon. And like, I don't know. I was really, I'm, I'm nervous about having people come help us move because like Charles dad has been in contact with more people and like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what that situation is and I'm trying to protect myself as best as possible. And Mm -hmm. like Charles opinion is obviously like stay as safe as possible, but he's also like, but also the chances of you coming in contact with it are so high that you're going to get it eventually. And I was like, well, that doesn't make me feel better. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it is what it is. And I was like, but if I can prevent it for as long as possible, that yes. seems good. <laughs> That's been kind of the irony of the whole flatten the curve idea, which like, you know, try to reduce the strain on our very poorly designed sort of healthcare infrastructure as much as possible. But the goal is not to stop people right. from getting sick. It's, it's just stopping make... it for all at the same time. Yeah, like, all of it is still, like, you're going to get sick eventually, but could you, like, wait? Right. It's really inconvenient <laughs> for us if you get sick <laughs> now. Yeah. So if we could come to some sort of, you don't have to work. You How's that? You you don't work, you don't get sick now. Is that okay? Cool. Yeah. We're cool. Um, so that exchange. Yeah. I don't know. It it doesn't doesn't feel great that that's just kind of the understanding. Right. Right. I know. It doesn't. Eh. But uh I don't know. So we'll see. So I'm going to try I'm going to wear, you know, a mask around Charles dad and do the best I can and I have my one bottle of Lysol. <laughs> yeah, I think we we've gone through our set. We found uh, Rebecca found like some store brand stuff that is uh, apparently supposed to work. But she's not here right now. The Lysol just ran out. 
and I don't know where that stuff is. So, mm. uh, but also there was this one time we went to Walmart and there was there were two bottles of Fantastic left. Wow. And there was another couple walking down the aisle, and I was like, "Should we leave a bottle for the other?" And Rebecca just <laughs> snatched them both and walked away. And I was like, "This is why she would survive, and I won't." Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel so weird when I'm at the store and like, you know, I'll, I'll see something that hasn't been in stock for a long time. And like, it's mm-hmm. not that I necessarily need it right then, but I'm like, if I don't get it now, that shit's not going to be back for another six weeks. Yeah, all that sort of like lazy shopping that I took for granted is gone. Yeah. Um, but I also have to counteract that with how infrequently with foodstuffs I use those things. But I did manage the other day. To say, like, you know what, uh, I'm just going to make food. And I made uh, just some chicken tacos from stuff I had sitting around. Nice. And that, that felt good. That but sounds delicious. It's it's not a sustainable practice because that chicken's sitting in the fridge now. I don't know if I'm going to use any more of it. Yeah. Are you, not so, are you not supposed to refreeze meat after you open it? Can you freeze it again? Like, and if not, why not? Was I, it pre-frozen? It was... We didn't freeze it. I think Rebecca bought it from, you know, the store where it's not frozen, but it's in the freezer-ish meat holes. Also Uh, known as the refrigerated section, I think. Yep. (laughs) I got there eventually with your help. It's fine. Uh, Um, I know that you're really not supposed to refreeze fish. Like, if it is frozen when you get it and you unfreeze it, you're really not supposed to refreeze it. Fish doesn't exist in my world, so If I pick up like a pack of chicken thighs that mm-hmm. like, for example, I went to the grocery store and there was the only boneless chicken thighs they had were in one of those like 17 piece packs. And I was like, uh, yeah, I need chicken thighs. So, <laughs> um, so I'm going to freeze half of those. Yeah. Yeah. I've done it before. I, I don't know. I mean, I've also knock on, knock on wood. Cause the worst thing, not the worst thing, but like food poisoning would be very bad for me right now. Yeah. Um, I've like never, I've never, just never had an issue with stuff like that. Like I've frozen stuff before, even fish that like before I like knew that you weren't supposed to refreeze fish. I've definitely frozen fish before and then unfrozen it and eaten it and I've never gotten sick. Excuse me. I don't understand why not though. It's something to do with like the bacteria. I don't know. Well, yeah, but like free doesn't, don't the bacteria get frozen too? <laughs> this is one of those fields where I have not entered the, I don't know how much I don't know. Yeah. Like, I know how much I don't know sort of things. I'm still very yeah. much in the I know everything phase of just freeze the chicken, idiot. Just freeze idiot. the chicken, duh. <laughs> We're fine. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, we, as far as our, like, kind of just grocery situation generally, she's been going to the store more I think she's gotten comfortable with the hat because she also has to like run to her kid's place mm. at times. So she's frequently moving. Unlike me, I haven't driven in a very long time now, but um, we don't get our grocery deliveries as much. Like we're making better use of it. The meal kit is supplementing the groceries well, but I, I don't know. I still feel like I just don't have the food I'm supposed to have. And I can't go to the store to blankly stare at everything and figure it out. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I have like this kind of passive unease about my food situation. I don't know why. Because yeah. it's fine and I never go hungry. But I'm just like uncomfortable. Yeah. I can't figure it out. I mean, I think it was weird. And like I – this was definitely one of those moments where I felt like incredibly privileged to live the life that I do. <laughs> but like I'm so used to doing my whole meal planning thing where I like choose all the meals that I want to make for the week. And I make my grocery list based on that. And I go to the store and everything yeah. is available. And like 
that is not a given anymore. And like, to be fair, it really, that, that happened the first, like maybe once or twice that I went to the grocery store. And like, since then they've always had things like, I haven't been able to not make something cause they were, they were out of it. But like, I still have that sense that like, there's, it just, it just might not be there. Yeah. It didn't take long to, to give us that apocalyptic instinct of if I don't get it now, I'll never get it. Like, yeah. again, taking for granted, like, I'll just get it at the store later. But now it's like, but what if I don't? And the yeah. stores are like, <laughs> no, Laura, we have yeast now. Like, it's it's totally yeah. chill. And you're just like, yeast! And you I need all the yeast. Yeah. I don't know. I, the Grocery shopping is the by far the worst thing that I do. Like, I still have to go. <laughs> I The food, like... I didn't, I don't know what the fuck happened, but my area is like really on board with online food delivery. Like this happened That's and good. like before it was even announced as an issue, everyone was like, I'm getting my groceries delivered for fucking ever. So there's no available time slots. Like yeah. I have not woken up early enough to find them. I have not gone to bed late enough to see them. It's just Instacart, ShopRite, Shop and Shop, like every single thing that you can possibly do food delivery is sold out for the entire 12 day stretch that they have available slots. So it's like not even worth it for me to like try to find the time because it's just not going to happen. So I have to go grocery shopping and I do it once a week. Uh, Yeah. You did just make me think because you said grocery shopping is the worst thing you do. I just kind of thought, what's the worst thing I do? And I thought about the things I do and I'm like, well, I I don't do much anymore. (laughs) First of all, I, I don't... I don't, yeah, I don't think I have any, like, work, maybe, is the most stressful thing, but even that calmed down. We, we're we supporting uh, Mac deployments for some companies, and, like, this company rolled out thousands of Macs all at once, so, like, every possible mm. issue. They did not flatten the curve of their <laughs> Mac setup issues, and the four of us on, and one of my coworkers just had a kid as well, so he was out. Mm. Um, so just, I'm just kind of like clicking through stuff, and like we're drowning in, in tickets and incidents, and I'm just like, I am not paid to care about how many of these things there are, so I'm just going to do it. But it was like two weeks of kind of nonstop, but now it's back to normal, yeah. and I'm like, what's the worst thing I do? What is, the th- what is like the most stressful, problematic thing for me? Is probably scooping the cat box. <laughs> I don't That's know. It's not bad. No, I'm like, I'm. This is really putting into perspective how okay my situation is, yeah. and the fact that I was complaining about general grocery unease three minutes ago really makes me feel like a piece <laughs> of shit. So I'm just gonna walk all that back. Um, I mean, listen, you're allowed to feel how you feel. It's yeah, just what it is. Just know yeah. that that is you're you're coming at it from a pretty yeah. decent <laughs> position, you know. <laughs> this shouldn't be like when the quarantine is over, people complain about their situation. I can't walk by and go like, "Ugh, there's nothing to complain about," because <laughs> yeah. I because I, I have nothing going on. The uh, the most difficult thing I'm doing is I'm still working on my stupid fucking Silmarillion project because I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> Serious progress that, has been made, so that's so uh, in the. Did we did we lose the Parks and Rec conversation? We lost the Parks and Rec okay. conversation, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. In the new episode of Parks and Rec, are you talking about Ben? Of course. Yeah. Uh, and he, so we watched, we both watched the new Parks and Rec episode. It was very endearing. We both really enjoyed it. But Ben is uh, creating his own script for the Cones of Dunshire game. <laughs> and all I could think about was Colin when I was watching that scene. <laughs> That's all I can think about. I, I, I don't know how Rebecca didn't pick up on it. I expected her to be glaring at me when he pulled up his claymation in his Cones of Dunshire <laughs> game. I was like, oh, God, what's going to happen? And then 
uh, th- and then the point of the script was like, do you see what's wrong? It's like, yeah, my screenplay is nonsense. And then Leslie's <laughs> like, yeah, it is. And I'm just like, well, this is going to be the least useful months of my life I've ever spent. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah. I think last we talked, uh, it's, here's your monthly Silmarillion update. I had, <laughs> I had outlined one and a half movies. Sorry. I don't know if he was calling to me or just peeing very loudly. <laughs> <laughs> what is the precedent where those things are confusable? Well, I have headphones that block the sound pretty much, so I Wait, wasn't sure. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Clarifying question. Um, by, uh, by peeing loudly, do you mean the pee made loud sounds entering the toilet, or he just kind of makes mouth noises when he pees? <laughs> Because that's not normal. <laughs> He's a doctor, and he should know that. Uh, I'm just not used to the sounds in this apartment yet. Okay. So I like heard something, and I was like, what is it? And then when I listened for a little bit, it actually sounded like he was just being. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, oh, so monthly Silmarillion update. Last time I mentioned it, I had outlined the movies. My outline process was basically like, come up with a structure, because the stories were not finished. So right. how do you put them into a single storyline? I'd outline one and a half. I have now outlined all three, and completed the second draft of a 138-page screenplay for The War of the Jewels, wow. uh, which is an adaptation of Baron and Luthien. It's a full fucking legit film script um, using Final Draft, formatted properly. Like, it's... That's what I've been doing. So you are going to claymation this, right? <laughs> Please... <laughs> It's all I want in this world. <laughs> uh, I did one stop motion project in school, in like high school, like 10 years ago now. And it was, even that was one of the most horrible experiences I've ever had. <laughs> I can't imagine doing that now, except yeah. watching that Parks and Rec special really clicked it into reality that I'm not that far away from doing that, actually. <laughs> No, in reality, the, the the reality of this is I'm writing these things as an exercise. Yeah. And that's kind of all it's going to be. I think it's a fun thing to do. It just takes a lot of time, and I have the time now, so why not do it? Yeah. The fantasy of it is call a, you know, a fucking screenwriting agent and say, can you help me sell this, please? Because here's the thing, because nobody has the rights to the Silmarillion movies, but that doesn't mean I couldn't sell the scripts to someone. And if you sell three movie scripts to someone, that's a lot of money. <laughs> and if you sell a screenplay, people will pay you to write more screenplays. And guess what, Laura? That's never going to fucking happen. <laughs> so claymation is probably my best option. You're okay, right. great. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, glad. I'm glad that's where you landed. Yeah. I think either my sleeping cat just ripped ass or I did. And I don't think I did because <laughs> it smells so bad right here. And he's he's just sprawled out on the floor. Mm-hmm. He definitely cute. farted. Yeah. yeah. No, not cute. Oh, boy. Nice. I wish well, I had anything else new to talk about, but I've just been writing these scripts and doing... Whenever I talk to somebody, they're like, so what's new? I was like, what do you think is new? <laughs> yeah, this is... What, what do you think I... Like, what would have happened We're all doing now? kind of the same thing. Yeah. Just replace yeah. yeast with Silmarillion, and Laura and I, aside from pregnancy, <laughs> are in largely the same situation. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I guess the new thing, I finished my baby registry, so that's cool, and uh, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to make a list of emails to send out for a virtual baby shower. You should absolutely send Rebecca that stuff because I think three or four times now she's asked me where you're registered and I've said, I don't care. And then <laughs> and then she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know. She hasn't mentioned it. She'll mention it when she mentions it, whatever. Um, and I know for a fact that when she comes home tomorrow, I'm not going to remember we had this conversation. <laughs> Yeah. Fair. So, so I'll just give you her email address. So that's that's what's new with me. Well, I mean, the move. The move is that, like, I'm moving and I'm pregnant. And yeah. that's my whole life. But, but even, like, outside the context of COVID, moving and pregnancy are things where people are like, what's happening with the move now? Like, it's going to be an interesting conversation. But the answer is always, I got some. There are more boxes. I got fucking boxes. <laughs> Like I can't find anything and there's a lot of boxes. It's this foul. Those are topics that fallaciously seem like they are good topics for small talk, but we all know what goes into all those things. Yeah. And I'm not saying I know what goes into pregnancy, but if you tell me anything about your pregnancy that like doesn't require medical attention, like it's, (laughs) it's probably not news to anybody and it's good to catch up with people in that way and to have these conversations. But I can imagine that if you're trying to keep up with like 20, 30 people and all your coworkers and they're like, how's the move? You're just going to end up copying and pasting the same answer every <laughs> fucking time. Yeah. It's, it's movie and it's happening. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Have you watched yeah. anything new? Like has, has no. this given you to, okay. Oh, wait, uh, oh. kind of, which I did what? text you about. So I finally started watching the original series, uh, of Star Trek. Oh yeah. Um, How's I am on going? episode three. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not like plugging my way through. I don't, I honestly don't know what I spend my time doing. Like, I don't know where my hours are going, but it's yeah. like not to new stuff. Like I'm not looking for new outlets. Like I put stuff on in the background. I've been mm-hmm. watching Charmed again. I finished Voyager recently. Like mm-hmm. I'm not out looking for new content because there's just. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. There hasn't been a new series that's grabbed me. In a minute. Um, I mean, I'm still watching Westworld. I'm up to date on that. And oh, there's, yeah. There's one episode left. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, it is my least favorite season so far, but we should, we'll talk again once it's over. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I'm in, I, I don't think I've come down on my feelings for it, and I'm going to wait till the finale, which at this point is the, uh, for listeners, will have aired yesterday. Mm. Um, I think it's just because like I, I enjoy a lot of the individual things they're doing. And I think that it really came into focus what the plan is in this last episode. But I, I'm waiting for everything to sort of thematically gel yeah. a bit in a way where season two was not quite as like rip roar and twisty turny sort of story, but like it all held together really well. Right. Uh, and I really enjoyed that. Um, and this one's exciting. And I think that given yeah. how how scattered the characters are, they're doing a good job of like rationing each story. But yeah, I'm going to wait to the finale, I think, before I have some feelings on it. Um, Same. But we'll make a note because I, I want to talk about that next time because we'll yeah. see how the finale goes. Yeah, for sure. Otherwise, I checked out uh, Middle Ditch and Swartz, which if you're just looking for stuff to kind of put on and relax to, uh, Thomas Middle Ditch from Silicon Valley, like the main guy in Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. and Ben Schwartz, who's Jean Ralphio in Parks and Rec. Yes, I saw something about this. They have three episodes of a of an improv show they did it was long for like their 45 minute improvised stories between the two of them it's really impressive how tightly they keep a handle on it it's way funnier than it has any right to be Uh, we were watching the trailers and like weren't really laughing at it 
So Rebecca wasn't interested, but when you watch it, the momentum and the context that mm. they build, yeah. I was cracking up the entire fucking time. Uh, so that's that's worthwhile. All right. It's also, also having just seen the Sonic the Hedgehog movie recently, voiced by Ben Schwartz, just hearing the new Sonic the Hedgehog voice yell all these curses and obscenities. <laughs> this is pretty fun. All right. Well, I should probably unpack some stuff. Yeah, uh, you actually have things to do. I, could, I do. Yeah. I could probably do this forever and suffer only the consequence that now. The Curse of Morgoth script, of which I wrote 12 <laughs> pages this morning. It's not going to get any more fucking progress. Uh, when May is over, it's going to be just as much of a soup as April, isn't it? Probably. For me. For me. For you, yeah. ha- you have shit going on. You're, you are a much more important part of society right now than I am. I've accepted uh. that. <laughs> I don't know. I feel really bad saying that I hope this lasts through my maternity yeah. leave, but also, yeah. like, I'd just much rather not go back to work. Yeah. And, ah, uh, man, it, 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 I really need to start examining, because I keep saying, like, this hasn't had a huge impact on me. But after this conversation, f- verbalizing the actual impacts of this on me are making me think, like, okay, well, what actually has changed, and is this good yeah. for me? Uh, I, I challenge you, like, do a whole day of like what your normal routine would have been quote unquote like make yourself an office and like have to stay there and like drive 10 minutes around the town to like see what it would be like to commute again you know like have a day of simulated work environment and see what it feels like that's a really interesting idea i'm definitely going to do that and i'm definitely going to follow up with you on it good i think I'll that that'll good be- goes. because i i think this this conversation has helped me realize that I've lost a sense of perspective on things. <laughs> Which is, to be fair, totally reasonable. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I'm not alone in that. It, no. But, you know, um, hey, if you want to have the same experience, I could just call you with fucking made-up bullshit inventory and spreadsheet problems <laughs> that you don't care about, like, 40 times a day, and you can't move from your chair. Yeah, it sounds terrible. <laughs> can't, can't be a beanbag chair. You can't. Can't have beanbag chair be your work chair. Ooh, no can do then. It's beanbag chair or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you go. Thank you right. for hopping on the phone and taking a break. Good luck with the rest yeah. of your move. And Thanks. It's, you know, now that most of the stuff is here, it's really just about finding places for it, you know? Yeah. So we'll get there. Pretty much. And hey, you've got the time to do it. So who gives I do shit? now, yeah. <laughs> I do. <sighs> oh, boy. Okay. Yep. Do those back exercises. Yep, I'm gonna actually simulate your work environment. And I will see you next month. (laughs) All right, bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. How You Doing is a Common Geeking Program production starring Laura Becker and Colin Ketchin with editing and original music by Colin. You can learn all about the show at the website podfriend.pizza. It has everything you need to listen and to learn about the pod friends themselves, and it's an easy place for new listeners to jump on board. If you enjoy the podcast, reviews and ratings are the best way to show it. Tell a friend, share your favorite episodes, and remember to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. We'll talk to you again the first Monday of every month, so be sure to stay in touch. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.